Good evening, and welcome to the Elite Dynasty Podcast. It's been a little while, but uh, we are back. We are down a member. Um, as you probably know, this is your beloved host, the Mad Chatter speaking, and I'm joined by my other handsome co-host, Alcoholic. What's going on? It took like a month hiatus, and now we're back. A lot happened in a month. A lot. A lot I didn't... Well, now I'm learning about Skype is... Did you hear me when I was yelling at the computer just now? No. So if I minimize... So you're on video. If I minimize you, it also mutes me, but I can hear you, because I was kind of like, well, I'm just going to stare at you this whole time, and it's... I mean, it's nice, but it's also a little weird because you can't see me. So I got a nice little show going on right now. Oh. You want me to take my shirt off? Do it like halfway, then like... Well, quarterway shirt, and then quarterway pants, and then... Like this? Like then, through? Yeah, 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 do a little tease like that. Ooh. Um, but yeah, the regular season is over. I think last time we, it was like three, two or three weeks ago, the last time we did this. Um, I feel like it was longer than that. It's upsetting, but, um. I don't think we did it at all in November. A lot has happened. I don't know, because I think I lost you a little bit, but we don't have Eric right now, but all three of us are in different locations than the last podcast. Mm-hmm. So... You recently moved to Syracuse, and then me and Eric have changed, still in Manhattan, but changed boroughs. You know, we're we downsized. You know, too much space, you know, we wanted to, you know, just get a little more intimate here. Right. Totally not, well, you know, totally on purpose. Right. Totally want a smaller apartment. Definitely. Um, you know, really bring us closer together, even though our rooms are, like, so far apart. Basically, our, our apartments is a giant, like, hallway. It's like, it goes long ways, but there's no width. So his room's, like, super far away. <laughs> but it's nice. That's good. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Once you, you know, yeah, we got winter meetings in a week. We do got winter meetings in a week. Oh, I'm so excited. Me too. It's coming so for anyone, anyone listening who's not in our league, thank you for listening. But basically our entire fantasy league is going to Atlantic City. It kind of stemmed from Greg's returning from Europe. It's my birthday that Saturday. And uh, we kind of had, like, a... No girlfriend, no no even outside friends. It's strictly the fantasy league. Semifinals of fantasy is going on, and we're all kind of just broing out in Atlantic City. No new friends. No new friends. All about the crew. We're oh, rolling deep I, in the in the EDP shirts. Did those come in? Wait, no, I waited for those. I think I should have had a confirmed delivery by now, so I might have to call them tomorrow asking where the shirts are. But I still got till next Thursday, so I think we should be okay. Okay, okay. Um, I may or may not be wearing a Laquan Treadwell Ole Miss jersey. I feel like it still probably didn't come in for Eric. Uh, yeah, I don't, Eric's on the fence of whether or not that's ever going to come. You know. You hate to see it. You hate to see that one. <laughs> but, you know, it's a thought that counts, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, shall we? Oh, delivery date's tomorrow. Let's go. Oh, nice. Yeah, shall we dive into the, dive let's, into the let's episode? Get in, let's get into it. I mean, there's obviously a lot that we missed since the last episode so we're just going to hit on some some newer more kind of recent uh news and notes it shouldn't be too long there was a couple suspensions and whatnot but yeah let you tee it up let me all right well i guess the first thing we could talk about is high profile fantasy asset gronk suspended for the first week of the playoffs which most leagues unless you were graced with a buy huge impact and our league huge impact because Nick is in the playoffs first round against against Dooch, and he's got Gronk. He does. And that's that's a huge loss. Um, I guess Josh with Brady 
I mean, that's a big target. I don't know if his nest, his production is necessarily going to go down that much, but mm-hmm. it's obviously there's a ripple effect when you lose arguably their best, you know, playmaker out there. Well, here's another way to look at it too. Um, Nick has Hogan, so Hogan might get more targets. Do you think he's going to throw out Hogan? Because he just started. This is what his second day back at practice. Something like that, yeah. I feel like he's more of a next week guy. If you survive, then he could obviously definitely be a, a flex guy. That's a risky. That's a risky play. I think he already has Morris and Gordon in his in his flex, or even Mike Evans. Oh, I mean, so that's Hogan. how loaded he is at wide receiver. Right. Hogan's not even With getting Arden started. Hopkins and AJ Green, Freeman, at his running back. I guess he can move more Morris to the. But you don't know. He might roll Peyton Barber, who went off last week. Oh, Morris is playing the Giants. It's a great matchup. So he's got a lot of flexibility there, but, you know, I referenced back before we started this, back to week five when Gronk was out, and I was playing Greg, and uh, he decided to scoop up Dwayne Allen and, and start him, and he dropped a zero. So I think, I don't know if they necessarily have the guy of like a Martellus Bennett last year where if Gronk is out, you got to get their backup. Mm-hmm. I, I still think I would stay away from the Patriots' tight end and, Obviously, if, I mean, if you have Cooks, Rob, you know, Rob's out. But if you have a Brandon Cooks mm-hmm. or any other receiver, excuse me, you would you would hope to see a, an increase in, in reps there, and probably a lot of their running backs too. Yeah, a lot of like Deion Lewis who can catch the ball, or you know, just more carries with Burkhead and players like that. Definitely could see an increase. Yeah, I tend to agree with you there. Um, and it's interesting at tight end now. He's starting Steven Anderson, a guy that. To be honest with you, I've never even heard of until I'm looking at him right now. Um, yeah, he picked him up. I didn't really know. Well, now he's got. Is this from this week? Oh no, sorry. this is from another week. Sorry. No, that same day, that same week too. I think Nick picked up Hollister and started him. Also got like zero. Oh, he dropped to points. zero too. Yeah. Yep. So that was a double goose egg with people scrambling to get Gronk's backup. So I don't know how it's gonna work out for him. Yeah, I didn't know who. Oh, it's because Fedorowicz is out for Houston. That makes sense. Oh, he did have 16 last week, too. Hmm. 12 targets. 5 for 97 in TD. Good for Nick for scooping that guy up. Yeah. Yeah, sneaky good pickup there. See how it turns out. Yeah, so I don't think he's going to play Hogan over Evans and Gordon. I think he he wants an excuse to to, to bench Evans because Winston's been a nightmare right now. But with Doug Martin back, I don't think he can rely on Paint Barber. He's got Doug Martin. I think he just stay away from that altogether. And um, he probably would have started Juju over Evans, I think. But Juju's also suspended, which I guess can segue right into the next suspension. So let me ask you this before we get there. Do you think that Gronk's suspension was fair? Um, If you ask me pre-Juju suspension, yes. I think one game was fine. Two, I think, would have been a little... I, I get it's like assault and blah, 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 and like completely not a football play. Mm-hmm. But I thought a game was fair. He has no past history of being he's like a jolly guy but granted that now that juju got a game then i think either the juju suspension was too harsh or the gronk suspension was too light Mm -hmm. because i don't think in any realm those two suspensions should be equal i agree with you 100 percent. that's my opinion i think the juju play was split decision football play he led with the shoulder i think he hit his chest for i mean the chin is not that far from the chest with the helmet sticking out. Right. And these guys are big, so the shoulder takes up a large amount of surface area as it is. Mm-hmm. I thought the hit was not maybe not clean by the – I think it was a fine. In today's NFL, that's a fine. 
Yeah, I think that if he were to not stand over him like he did, I think I don't think the suspension would have happened. Yeah, I think that would have just been a fine. Because then it, it showed like kind of malicious intent when he was like stand over him and you knew the history between them. I think they were trying to send a statement like, "Hey, we're not going to tolerate games that get this chippy." Right. But then Gronk's play was the the play was dead for like five minutes, not five minutes, like thirty seconds. He got frustrated. He didn't get an offensive pass interference call, which just happens when you're that gigantic. And, and then just dives on the guy. Yeah. Who's laying out of bounds. Right on his neck. It was it was a dangerous play. I, so. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. I, I, I do think that Gronk should have been suspended probably two games. Um, yeah. If, if the Juju is, if that's a one game suspension, then Gronk deserves two. Agreed. I just, I, I think it should have been Gronk one, Juju a fine. I could live with that. I could also, see, I could also see fine, two and one. Uh, you know. A fine is, you know, especially for fantasy implications, is nothing. And give Gronk the game, you know, that he had one outburst in his career. You know, you don't have to, like, go crazy on him, but, yeah. But then going back to the Juju suspension, Nick again. His team just, he gets, we were saying before, he gets Josh Gordon back, and now the locker room's full of thugs. Now everyone's <laughs> getting suspended on his own roster. And he already had A.J. Green get suspended earlier. It's just funny. Like, his team, he's like... That's just who he loves. Suspensions in the NFL as far as, like, on-field shit. And he's already had three people now have to sit out for him because of this. That's just so Nick. It's just such a Nick player. But Juju isn't even like that. I think Juju found out that he was on Nick's team and was like, you know, I gotta do something dirty. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, that's a huge loss. I mean, he kind of slowed down after his few games of just bursting out. I think Ben... Is now peppering AB a lot more, mm-hmm. um, but it's still a big loss. And I mean, I think if you're an AB fan, uh, an owner like Nick, that hurt. That hurt. I mean, like Dooch, that's better for Dooch. There's just less targets for Juju, more to AB. Right. And if you have Big Ben, I don't think the production drops off that much. Yeah, even if you had Bryant going into the playoffs, that'd be a nice little boost for you too. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, I, I, I was watching that game live and. I saw that and I was like, "Oh my god, he just hit him like that." And that, him up. I thought it was like the most boss thing ever. And I mean, yeah, do I agree that he shouldn't have stood over him like that probably? But yeah. you know, in the heat of the moment, like, you know, it's you're competitive. And yes, I'm a Steeler fan, so I'm super biased. And I hate Vontez Perfect and the Bengals and everyone in the AFC North. But <laughs> but um yeah. Yeah, I I I I don't think he should have got a, a suspension. I think he should have got a fine. So no, I don't, that's where I, I'm at. And the, the the one on the safety got that that was a one. So from a non-biased suspe- like standpoint, I don't think the Juju hit or whoever the safety for the Bengals were was suspension worthy at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, personally, I don't even think they're flags. I know by the letter of the law, if you hit someone in the crowd, if the helmet's a flag, that's like it's a mid-air play, and the guy's trying to dive at AB to jar the ball loose. Like yeah. it hit his head. Like that ha- it happens. Like I, I don't know. I, I hate that those are penalties even now, let alone a game. Yeah. At least they retracted that game. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's so hard. You don't even know how to tackle these days. It's, it's like that. Mike... When the guys are ducking or moving, it's like impossible. And then you want them to go low, and then look what happens. You tear ACLs. So where are you supposed mm-hmm. to hit these guys? You can't. So. But yeah, huge, uh, huge implications in fantasy if you have both of those. Luckily, Nick has depth. So, yeah. I mean, the Juju well, one doesn't hurt that much. Both these guys. He's throwing Josh Gordon and Mike Evans in his flex. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the Gronk hurts obviously more than Juju because tight yeah, ends are kind of a, you know, they're premium. Mm-hmm. So he should be fine, though. And I guess we keep perfectly segueing to the next topic of Josh Gordon being back. So I guess this is like huge news, but 
I won a bottle of Hendrix. Suck it, Eric. And it's just, I, dra- I, I know you draft him in a league. I draft him in every redraft leagues. And I came close to dropping him. I don't know what week it was, but I was like, if it's not happening now, it's, not, it's never happening. Mm-hmm. And he goes out there and puts up a pretty good stat line and could have had a bigger game if Kaiser was just a competent quarterback at all. Yeah. Well, he's but, showing that he's showing that he is, it looks like he's back to form from 2013. Yeah, very good matchup this week against Green Bay. You think, you, you, any predictions from you, do you think he goes for like 15 fantasy points? I think he'll get 100. Um, I don't think he'll score though. I'll say like I'll say like six for one twenty four. Wow. Yeah. So that's probably that's one that's fifteen fantasy points. That puts him like right at fifth. That'd be exact like almost exactly fifteen. There you go. So yeah. There you go. Fifteen. Yeah. I think so too. I think he'll he'll do very well. People are saying this is the the Browns' first win comes this week. I could see that. Although, um, Green Bay just almost beat the Steelers. Yeah, Huntley's been playing better. So. It's been such a weird. No one's talking about this. Um, Jordy Nelson's fall off. Mm-hmm. He's had like one catch a game since Hundley took over. A lot of people say that like the the actual receivers on Green Bay are like okay, and then just Rogers makes them unbelievable. It's probably true. It's probably true. Yeah. Um, yeah you can't lose. You know, it's, there's a lot of teams like that. You lose like a premier quarterback, and obviously the wide receiver value just drops. There's there's not a lot of like there's few matchup quarterback proof wide receivers I think Hopkins is really the only one this year who had who did well with Watson but is still producing even with Savage yeah I can't think of any others that keep putting out the production even if their best receiver got hurt I'm sure Beckham could or other guys but it's, it's hard yeah I mean look at look at Evans I mean Winston is still good but hasn't been playing well and his production's dropped off yeah I mean Evans has kind of been not that great even when Winston's playing to be honest yeah. with you um, no, I didn't draft Josh Gordon. I actually, I picked him up in two leagues and I dropped him because I needed to pick up other guys while he was still out. Uh-huh. So I didn't end up getting him. And then my biggest fantasy regret of the year, and I'm not ashamed to admit this, is week three or four, I dropped Kamara. Oh. I, dra- I drafted him in the last round. How could you, I don't understand. Unless you had a, a really, really shallow bench, he was still putting up like nine or eight points. In the first few weeks, I can't rem- I can't remember. It was it was when AP was still there and like they were doing, oh, yeah. they were splitting between three people and I must have had like his probably his worst game of the season, which was still probably good. It was like eight points was his worst game. And I had to let him go, and it, it wasn't a PPR league either. So oh, well, okay, I can see that. I think he probably only put up like four or three. But yeah, that was that was devastating. I still made the playoffs in that league. And like, speaking of tonight's a pretty a pretty big game because I have. Michael Thomas going and Matt Bryant, so. Okay. I'm curious how good Kamara is. I mean, he puts up the touchdowns, but he's probably he has to be still be top ten in a non PPR league. But obviously, his value is a lot less. Yeah, probably. But he's. I mean, yeah, he's probably still definitely an RB one. I think he just passed Gurley in touchdowns or his like second in touchdowns, which is crazy. He's unreal. I love him. Yeah, I'm so happy I got him. Um, that's the news and notes, right? I think that's it. All right. So what we wanted to do now, now that the regular season's over, is kind of reflect on how accurate or inaccurate the Week Dynasty podcast has been. So we've been doing power rankings every every week, and uh, we had our uh, we had multiple 
we are our first ever power ranking, which we cut that up in like the three episodes. But probably the one that's most indicative after all the chaos happened was the post rookie draft and right before week one draft. And there's a lot that we got right, and there's one glaring one that we got wrong. So you want me to run through it for 14 up? Yeah, I don't even remember these, so I'm actually going to be surprised to hear these too. So number 14, we had Eric. Nailed All right, it. nailed it. Okay. This this was the biggest one, number 13, Andrew Ritzler. Oh, wow. And, uh, and you know what it is? I'll give Ritzler credit because he stuck with his guys, and he had a lot of things go right for him with his running backs, but... I still, I, I mean, what would you, I wouldn't trade, I don't know, maybe I would, like an early second for Hill. I still don't want Hill at all. And I, I can just keep being wrong year after year, and I'll just st- still keep, like, not being a believer in those type of receivers. Yeah, I mean, I, I would trade an early second for Hill. Um, He's, like, like I said, I always say this, is when you're lucky, you're lucky. When you're not, you're not in fantasy uh-huh. football. I feel like he got lucky this year and i'm sorry it's but you're hitting on guys like and you know you can attribute this to skill i guess but you're hitting on guys like Kenyon drake who when you traded for ajayi was there ajayi leaves and then Kenyon drake is the workhorse like what like well, what not are you... even, no, no not only that and then damian williams gets hurt right exactly and then he you're right and then uh you can go latavius murray was kind of a nothing in the first six weeks and then cook gets hurt jamal williams ty montgomery gets hurt aaron jones gets hurt jamal williams breaks out last week yeah it's, it's like things like that 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 there's constantly happened for him all throughout the season well running backs are the most volatile position and even though it's been a down year for wide receivers i mean you have no if you took like the however many started even just the two if you took the 28 starting running backs that started week one and compared it to now, it would be so different. And I think the wide receivers would relatively be the same or close to the same. You would have like a Thielen or Robbie Anderson in starting lineups now. But I think running backs would be like vastly different. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm wrong saying that. And I, you know, I think you're probably right about Nola that. Starting Latavius Murray, Jamal Williams in their starting lineup, or Alfred Morris, or Kenyon Drake, Kamara, just you know, different people. Yep. Kenyon Drake, yeah. So. I kind of, you know, Mueller pointed that out. I didn't really take a deep dive. Like, I didn't really, like, break it down like that, and you're, you're right. I mean, but that, that that is fantasy to me. So, while it's lucky, I don't, like, get angry that he made the playoffs, per se. Oh, no. I'm not I'm not trying to take anything away from him because, it. I mean, that happens. That's fantasy mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, skill could be, like, you know, obviously hanging on to guys like Carson Wentz, who made a humongous leap from last year Yep. to be, like, the number two overall in points. So it's like things like that combined with being a savvy owner and it takes a little bit of luck. So, yeah. and like, I, like Greg pointed out back, schedule too. Yeah. Looking back, I like, do, I blame us for ranking him this low. Like, no, not, not really. I mean, he made some trades and did other things, but yeah, me too. Yeah, how can you, how can you predict these three running backs would be like coveted running backs right now? Exactly. Me too. Um, so missed on that one. Good for you. Etzler. Number 12, we had rich. I think relatively nailed that. I think he finished 11th. Yeah, he finished 11th. Yeah, so we were pretty accurate on that. We always knew he was a rebuilding team, and that's what he did this year. We, he showed some of his guys flash. Ingram, I think, is better. I think we were always on record saying we, we would take Ingram over the other two running back, yep. uh, the tight ends, but yep. he's a monster. He is a beast. And sure, like, what happens when Beckham is back and Marshall's, if, if he even comes back and even Sterling was out, 
sure, he's getting more opportunity, but he's still showing his skill set that I think we all knew he possessed. For sure. I, we said early on, I, I think he had the best hands, and he was actually, he, he plays like a wide receiver. That's why yeah. I loved him so much when he was coming out. And then Doxson shows some things in the season. Leonard Fournette has obviously been great. Corey Davis hasn't really gotten his time to shine. He's been injured, but how about Robert Woods? Yeah, <laughs> he, had, he had like that two or three game stretch where he was like unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but relatively nailed that one. Number eleven, Kojak. I think we nailed that. I mean, he came in thirteenth. That's not that far off. No. And I think we just didn't give it. I mean, we this is all going to be kind of skewed. So say we like appropriately evaluated Itzler, then we're two off. You know what I mean? So like that it's was gonna hurt a little bit on these lower ranked guys, but Kojak blew up his team and he still has some pieces we liked, but you know, I think eleven to thirteen is relatively close. Yeah, definitely. Was it just so I'm, gonna say, I'm gonna say nailed it. Was the Zeke trade before or after the season started? I can't remember. This was before, so this is bef- you'll see where we have other guys ranked compared to where we started. Because I think we had Kojak in like the six to eight tier. Yeah. And this was after the Sammy and Zeke trade. So it was after it. Okay. That's what I so figured. So we didn't think his team was complete garbage. And, you know, it was kind of, I mean, he had, he had some weeks where where he always wasn't the worst team. I mean, obviously a favorable schedule changes everything, but I think mm-hmm. 11 was fine. Yeah. Uh, number 10, you exactly nailed it. You finished 10th. We had you pegged to 10th. There you go. Water finds its level. I mean, you start <laughs> off hot. And you ended just ice cold. A little so unlucky I, okay, in, so in the schedule-wise. feel about your season? Um, I think it was a success, looking back at last year. Uh, you know, starting off as hot as I did, I never expected that, so that was a huge surprise. Did I think it was sustainable? I mean, in my head, I kind of did. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not as let down that it turned out to not be. Do you regret not trading Hunt? Um... Probably. I feel like I could have got a lot out of him. Um, but that being said, you know, I'm still happy to have him, and I'm looking forward oh, no, to him next year. But I just 100%. think I think I could. I, I do think. Oh, sorry, you go. I do think I could have sold him very high. Yes. But you I know, mean, when you when you when you are in love with someone, you can't. It's hard to break up. It's them. hard when you're intoxicated in that height. I mean, it's right. like Kamara for me now. Right. You couldn't give me anything. Yeah, I wouldn't trade him anything for one on one. That's it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'll swallow my pride a little bit and say I should, probably should have sold him high. Yeah. But, you know, he's still a good piece moving forward. See yeah. what I do with Spencer Ware. Uh, number nine, Tiz. I'm going to say we nailed this. I don't care where he finished. If he stayed healthy, he would have been around number nine. Yeah. And, I, I, and he was he put, was putting up 170 weeks. And being, like, a, a not an easy out like he used to be, and then he loses Chris Carson and Dalvin Cook in the same week, and then that was the end. I mean, he didn't have the depth to afford to lose two guys who were at the time being bell cows for their team. So where they finished, he finished 12th, I think, Tiz. Didn't nail it. But I think he would have been around the 9 to 11 range had he stayed healthy. I think you're probably right. I think you're definitely so, right about that. I think we're accurate on that one. Uh, number 8, Rob. Do we know that? Where did he finish? He finished ninth. Nailed it. So Rob was a guy who very high floor, very low ceiling. I don't know if he ever broke one. He might have broke one fifty once, but he was just a team that was going to go out get one twenty, and he just never got a sloppy win. Like a lot no. of other, like me, a lot of other teams have benefited from getting wins in the one 
100, 110 range. I don't know if Rob had one except for maybe this last week against he, Eric. He started off very slow, then he came out super hot mid-season. Yeah. And he made some trades, too. He, he arguably got rid of his best asset in Ingram, and it still may have worked out for him. Um, but finished sixth in points. It just, you know, scheduling's a lot, and he didn't come out hot enough at the beginning. Maybe he could have took advantage of his schedule. I didn't know his week-by-week breakdown. Mm-hmm. Um, but a team that you know, is, is a piece away, is a good schedule away. I agree with you. Team. Well, we had him in fringe, fringe playoffs, you know. Yeah, yeah. We, I, I, I don't know what happened. We He moved down three spots from, we had him at one point tied for fifth. So something must have happened where we didn't like a trade he did. This might have been when he was trading like Deshaun Jackson to Ridge for like nothing and like for like DeAndre Washington and like, he was doing some like weird things very late when he had a pretty good core mm-hmm. of guys. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. Um, number seven, Wire. Nailed it? Or no, Greg's seven. So he's like eight, right? Or nine? Wire's eight. I think we nailed that. I mean, we thought we had Wire as a possible dark horse title team, but, you know, always a fringe playoff team. He's kind of always been that. Mm -hmm. And he just put up those two back-to-back weeks late in the season. He didn't break 100, and that, that kind of set him. That was it. He was right there. And he would give it. He would give you weeks of like 150, 160. And be like, all right, this is this is it. This is the Rob's team. Like Gordon is going off, and all his receivers. Mm-hmm. And then they just lay duds. And I, I said in the power ranking, I don't know if it's because they're just young. He's like kind of like a young team, and young guys are kind of going to be volatile, volatile. But maybe that's it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it could be. He has a lot of good pieces moving forward with Mixon. You know, he's coming on strong. Um, Kelsey's obviously a stud tight end. Collins has looked great. Um, the Ravens. Yeah, a good piece moving forward. I don't know what Ravens' backfield is going to do though, because you got Dixon coming back too next year. Um, Galladay looked great in the beginning. Uh, he's kind of fallen off. I know he was hurt. Um, yeah, I mean he's got pieces. I think I think he'll probably be. I think he, that he should be. I'm not sure what his draft picks are, but he's fringe rebuild, fringe make a trade and get a bigger piece and go for it kind of team and there's a lot of guys like that i mean besides eric and kojak is any team less than one piece away from playoffs i don't think so it's all i mean a lot of it's scheduling a lot of it's obviously division but i think there's like especially next year when tiz and ridge draft there's gonna be 12 solid teams and that's annoying and scary (laughs) but you know one team's gonna get the benefit of the schedule and one's not and a couple do a couple don't so but relatively a, kind of nailed that. A few of those teams are going to get all the draft picks, too, all the rookies. Yeah. So. Uh, number six, when we had a six-spot move-up, the most ever in power ranking history, was Josh. I, I know we finished third, so maybe we didn't nail this, but it, our end-of-year power ranking was seventh. Kind of nailed it. I mean, he finished, if you're including the playoff teams, he's the sixth-best playoff team in, in, in right now. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, we ranked him sixth with Zeke. So it's not fair to judge him now without Zeke as like the same ranking. So maybe we didn't nail this because he was a top three team with Zeke, but we knew it was gonna, he, we had him as a playoff team, and that was way better than when we first ranked him at twelve. And I think the first ever one was tied for last. This is um, I do agree with you. This is all schedule because I finished with fifty more points than him, and I'm seven spots away from him. Yeah, that's well, wild. A lot of that. Well, okay. So where was he? To be fair, if he had Zeke the whole year, do you think he would have finished? How no. many points were you ahead of him? No, uh, about fifty. 
So, no, I think he would have finished ahead of you. I get what you're saying, 100%, but he tailed off hard. I mean, look, he put up a 77 spot last week. I mean, he, and he I think a week before that was like a low one teens. So, but his team is prone to go off at any given week. That's, I mean, if you make the playoffs, it's, <laughs> I'm going to use a part of my take, throw out the record books. Like, it doesn't matter what you did before or whatever. If you're in the playoffs, and I mean, every, even Tiz's team, I think everyone besides Eric has put up like a 150, 140. Mm-hmm. You know, that's enough to win a playoff game, 140. Yeah. And it's not unthinkable that Demarius Thomas can have a couple of touchdowns and Shamaji P. Ryan can go off again. And Ted Ginn can catch a 99 yard touchdown. Yeah. Brady can go off. It's just every team in the playoffs is scary. And we'll get into the playoff matchups. After this, uh, five, we have Mike. I guess we missed a little. No, we nailed this, right? He was five? He's five. Nailed it. So, um, you know, Mike lost Beckham, and pretty impressive. He still was able to recover that. A lot of that, Thielen and Robbie Anderson, just seamlessly coming in and being Harvey, uh, wide receiver ones. Thielen's been amazing this year. It's, it's unbelievable. Robbie Anderson's <laughs> breaking out. Bur- Burkhead's getting we... fed. Who? Burkhead. Yeah. Like all these, he, all these guys are coming on late. I thought Nick had Burkhead. Was there a trade for him? I don't remember. I don't remember. Um, but all these guys are coming in late. It's like week five or something that Robbie Anderson was like, has been like the second best receiver in the NFL besides like AB. Wow. Yeah, and he's been going off. He's a touchdown machine. Yeah, all um, all these guys have came on late in the season. Even even like uh, even the Steelers, like Roethlisberger started out slow. Um. Jimmy Graham, who's kind of been Jimmy Graham's kind of been consistent all season, right? He's been scoring yeah, scoring the I touchdowns. Like, every I feel like every time I watch a Seattle game on primetime TV, he catches like two touchdowns. Right? Yeah. They just do a thing where he just goes into the end zone. He doesn't even do a route. He he pretty pretty much just walks into the end zone and turns around, and he's like, "I'm just gonna out jump you." Well, did and you know just... that he played basketball? Did he play basketball? Yeah, he did. He played basketball. Him and Antonio Gates, they both played basketball. Oh, that's weird. I never heard that before. Yeah. So that probably it probably helps him out with the jumping. Yeah, yeah, he can go, you know, high point the ball. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So now that um, number four didn't quite nail this, but not too upset. We had Greg at number four. So as we said before, every year there's going to be a team, and I've been that team, who is very high in the total points, and the schedule gods just spit on them. And that was that was Greg. I was like, why does this team have points? Mark Ingram has one rush for seven yards. <laughs> Uh, I mean, no one's going to argue Greg has one of the best teams in the league. Mm-hmm. You can argue second. He has, he has, I think he has probably the best wide receiver depth in the league. Over Nick? Hmm. Uh, it's close. Like it's he's, close. he's got Amari and Jordy Nelson on his bench. Yeah. No, it's good. I mean, no, they're been, there's a reason we had him. I mean, he probably getting to ranked higher than four, but. He just got unlucky with the schedule. He finished seventh, just outside the playoffs. Obviously, he's not the seventh best team. We we power ranked him sixth just because I, I gave a little nod to Itzler for how well he finished and actually made the playoffs. But you can argue Greg's the best team in the league. I mean, second and second in points. Yeah, second in points is it's he just got unlucky. And do I feel bad because he kind of got? I mean, fucking last year when I played him. See, this is where you get to aggravate. So I, I, I don't like to get mad at the people that get a good schedule or unfavorable schedule because I had a favorable schedule early on. But last year when Mueller knocked me out of the playoffs and they gave a little Yahoo recap, mm-hmm. it was like, if you had Greg's schedule, you would have went 13-0. I was like, motherfucker. And it was like, if Greg had your schedule, he would have went like 5-0. And, and I was like, Are you? and then he knocked me out of the You know, like for that to knock me out of the playoffs, you know, he wouldn't have fucking been in the playoffs. 
if we had split, you know, it was just aggravating. Yeah. But, you know, obviously a threat for next year. He'll find his way into the draft, like always. And it's a little bit scary that I didn't realize he wasn't at wine tour or block party, and he's going to be at AC. <laughs> He's going to get someone big. He is going to get something big. It's going to happen. There's going to be huge splashes. Nick already said he's going to make a huge splash. I think he's going to convince someone Lamar Miller's elite, and he's going to flip Lamar Miller and, like, his 2020 first, and maybe, like, Itzler's, like, 19 first for, like, a stud. Or, like, to Kojak for Zeke. Like, or, like, To Josh for Zeke? Huh? I'm sorry, Kojak for Zeke. Like, he's going to get someone, like, oh, no, Josh, oh, no, Josh won't trade Zeke, sorry. Yeah, uh, you know what I'm saying. Like he'll yeah. get, he'll he'll manipulate that. Oh, uh, look at Miller; he's an RB one, and like oh, like it's or sucks. He's gonna be like the first pick in nineteen, and like whatever. Here's an extra first twenty twenty, and then he's gonna get like an absolute monster. He's gonna be drinking like non-alcoholic beer, and everyone around him is gonna be just hammered. <laughs> and then once he makes I mean, the trade, he's gonna get point, plastered. He's alcoholic, so he needs to be drinking in order to like click on all cylinders. <laughs> That's true. But thank you, Greg, for missing the playoffs, and giving me pick eight. That's lovely. And helping me out in my path to the playoffs. Uh, number three was me. Yeah, nailed it. I'm number two. Thank you, thank you. First round bye. Um, you know, was I th- was I the second best team all year? No. I got very very fortunate early on, but once Kamara started heating up, that's honestly when my team started heating up. Like coincidentally, it's not like I had like 130 weeks because Kamara. Like I started putting up like 150, 170, 190 weeks. And it all kind of started clicking together. Um, so I feel pretty good going to the playoffs. I mean, you should. Um, Kamara has just been unbelievable. Um, Julio, who had a bad game last game, but you know the game before that puts up, what, 250 yards, something like that? Yeah. So, a couple touchdowns. I mean, your, your team has always been good. I mean, your team is stacked. So that's why you, that's why you finished two. Yeah, you got a favorable schedule in the beginning. We kind of shit on you a little bit with all the dumpy wins. but I, I, I was okay with it. I knew they were... You know what it was? I'm like, I don't know what week it was. I think it might have been like three or four. I'm like, am I just like bad? Like, I was just wondering <laughs> if my team was actually just bad. Because I'm looking at it, I'm like, this is a good fucking team. Like, maybe it's not the best team, but like, and I'm, I'm still winning. But I'm like, why am I putting up like 110 points, 100 points and winning? I'm like, it, maybe I'm just not good. And I was already starting to think, I'm like, not that I blow it up, but like, do I already start thinking about next year? Do mm-hmm. I sell like... McCoy, you know, I was like close to doing these type of things and like just kind of letting go. Like, maybe I'm just not that good. Like, maybe this team is just not that good. But you know, once I started clicking, then it worked out. Welcome to my world. Yeah. <laughs> um, number two, we had Rogers. I think nailed it. Um, finished number one, most points for number one seed, which I would argue was worse than number two seed. The guy lost DJ and still finished one and one points four. Unbelievable. As soon as the DJ injury happened, I think we're all like, Rodgers will probably make the playoffs, but not be a threat to win the title. And then, you know, McCaffrey hits, he swoops up McKinnon, just does a lot of, he's just a good, good GM. He is. He knows, he knows his shit. That's for sure. And it's not even like, I mean, I know Beckham is a great fantasy asset, and I lost Allen Robinson, who's not quite of that caliber. He lost the best fantasy player <laughs> of last year. He did, and made the and is number. I meant the playoffs. Is number one seed. He did. It's just very, very impressive. And even his trades, like his trade with me during the off season, giving me uh, Cousins, Edelman, and Landry for pick five. He turned that into Christian McCaffrey, 
Cousins doesn't even start for me. I don't even have Edelman, who's out for the year with ACL, and the only really good piece in that was Jarvis. Who's been good, but you'd rather have... McCaffrey, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, he's he doesn't make trades often. When they do, they do hit. Um, so, he, he's Tate's scary. Good, and obviously, Le'Veon Bell's a monster. I mean, I think Larry... I mean, the reason I didn't think his team would be this great, I thought Larry Fitzgerald would finally fucking decline, and he hasn't. <laughs> no. Nah. It's just, it's crazy how good he is with really no one really good throwing to him and how old he is. It's mm-hmm. unbelievable. Yeah. But, you know, he, he rocked Dak Prescott for a while. He was a stud early on. And now he's Ryan Rivers, who's been a sneaky – I think he's a QB1 at this point, but he rode the he rode the Dak train for as long as he could until they lost Zeke. And, I mean, his bench is kind of eh. – Even you know, it, his, He's had T.Y. Hilton, too, on his bench in Crowell. He's just got a good – it's a good team. Even a guy like Witten, who it, is never – a fancy asset, usually, yeah. right? But this year he's been amazing. Yeah, very strange. I mean, he's very hot and cold, but he'll give you one point games. He'll give you like fifteen point games. Right. But that's that's Jason Witten. And then the uh, number one team we had was Nick. I guess we kind of missed. Uh, we, yeah, we kind of missed one, on this. One to four. I guess I would say it's a miss because he hasn't been the clear cut best team in the league that we thought he would be. I, I don't know. I know Terrell Pryor was a huge bust. Uh, Mike Evans hasn't been quite what he was. Well, not definitely not. He has not been what he was last year. AJ has not either. AJ, while well, he's good, I mean Hopkins is the biggest surprise of his team, who's been a month. I mean, they, I think he's the second or third best wide receiver now behind uh, Antonio Brown. But mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's obviously super talented, and if he won the whole league this year, no one would be like, oh my god, what a, what a run! If it, that would be just Nick's team, right? But I think we expected better than eight and five. Lost um, Rodgers, too. He did lose Rodgers, which is that you, you probably could attribute that. But Alex Smith has been playing better than probably Rod- Maybe not consistently, but he's been unbelievable. Um, and, you know, he lost, he lost Freeman for a couple games. Martin wasn't huge. You know, he Martin just had some guys that didn't quite pan yeah. out. But now he's got no, – I mean, his team's great now, but – you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, I'll watch your video. Um, but, you know, I mean, the 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 area between first and fifth, I would say right now, sorry, Josh, is, is pretty thin. Um, maybe excluding, I mean, no offense to Esler, but I'm thinking of Greg in the, is in there. But you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, it's very like one, any, on any given day, anyone could beat anybody. But we, I, guess, I guess, you know, we missed that one. But I think on the whole... I think we nailed more I, than we missed. I, I agree with you. We did pretty I well on that. Our biggest misses was was definitely Itzler. Thirteenth was way too low. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm I'm defending the Tiz one. That was injuries, and maybe you can argue Nick was we ranked him too high, but you can argue that maybe been some injuries too. So I think the biggest miss was Itzler, and I think most of the most for most part we nailed a lot of this. It's amazing too. Early on in the year, um, I feel like everything was flipped. You know, I was number one. Like week four, yeah, and water always finds its level. <laughs> <laughs> so you hate to see it if you're you. But. You do, but you know you, the water's right. Yes. Um. So I guess to wrap it up, you want to just dive into some playoff matchups as they're happening right now. Yeah, this is live. Uh, all right, so let's go to the first one. Is uh, Footsteps Falco versus a buy? Now, who do you have here? You know, the bye has looked strong the last few weeks. 
Um, I kind of like what they've been doing with their roster tinkering and, and waiver wire moves. But we did say Footsteps Falco was a pretty good owner. So I, I, I'm going to give the slight edge to Footsteps Falco, but, you know, Bai should not hold his head down <laughs> if he does lose this one. You know, I have nothing more to say uh, about that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now let's get into it. So, all right, so the first matchup is Agent Lee, uh, Nick, Gorgeous, Familari versus Stacks Don't Lie, Mike, Stacks Don't Lie, Balducci. Um, Going to be a tight matchup. The game, like you said, it's, this is already live. His D player already has four points. So, a great yeah. start for him. Great start. But Freeman, point nine, not, not ideal. But let's go through these. Let's go through these player player to player matchups. All right. So who okay. do you, who do you like between Alex Smith and Ben Roethlisberger? Alex Smith is Smith. at home versus Oakland. Ben Roethlisberger is at home versus Baltimore. Smith. Baltimore's D has been very good. Um, Big Ben not good on the road. I'm gonna get no. The they're at home. Smith there. Oh, it's home. Either yeah. way, Baltimore's been playing very well. I thought you said at Baltimore. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I literally have the same predicament in my other league, and I went with Alex Smith. Um, Alex Smith just scares me a little bit because he's. Lately, he's been kind of boomer bust as a quarterback, and Roethlisberger's been more consistent. But I, I do agree. I'll give you that. That, that you got to play the matchups here, and uh, so I'm going to take Smith in this one. Uh, then we have AJ Green versus Adam Thielen. So if you want to just group the two, Green and Hopkins versus Thielen and Anderson. All right, cool. There is some some reports that Anderson could be dealing with a hammy. If if Anderson can't go, and do just force the start. Who would he put? Oh, no. Um, okay. He would put Brown. Sorry. So it's really put Antonio Brown there because he has him in his flex. Oh, I didn't see that. Okay. So, so Adam Thielen and Antonio into, Brown versus so AJ Green. Brown where Anderson is and Anderson can't go. I mean, he's probably going to be throwing a Jay Stew or a Woodhead in there. But I think that's a huge swing given how good Anderson's been playing. Yeah. I'm going to go wide receiver-wise. I'm going to go with Dooch. I think Brown and Thielen are like the one, two. No. And fantasy Thielen points is, is up there. He had, a, he had a couple like down that. weeks, but Hopkins is. Uh, I think Hopkins is, is above feeling, but I can't argue with that. I mean, AB has been a monster. I think AB will make up whatever Thielen maybe not will not get compared to Hopkins, but it's crazy really that AJ that Green well is the, the worst of those four of like Cincinnati and San Francisco, uh, Chicago and San Francisco versus like Carolina and Baltimore. But it's crazy that AJ Green is the worst of those four. I mean, after last week, maybe he's starting to get his stride. Yeah, maybe. And then um, you can even argue the next two, Freeman and Morris versus Burkhead and Ajayi. I'll probably give the I'll probably give the edge to Nick here, but Burkhead's been a touchdown machine. And yeah. I, I I'm a little skeptical on Ajayi, but Morris had a really good game against Washington. He finally found his groove, and Freeman's back, which is good, and currently in the red zone. So we'll see what he does here, but. You know, put up 10 points last week, and I, I feel like that they eased him into it. Maybe if they give him a park, full workload, he'll do even more. But I would side Nick. Would you agree? Yeah, I would take Nick here. Who would have ever thought that Alfred Morris and Rex Burkhead would be in starting lineups during the fantasy playoffs? Like, the, like a pivotal playoff matchups. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to give this to Nick. Um, but like you said, Burkhead has been a touchdown machine. And Morris, was last week a fluke with Morris? I think it very well could have been. Um, I don't know if it's a fluke. It's just they were actually driving. I mean, it's like why Des has been not that good. It's like the the fantasy guys can't do anything if the offense doesn't do anything. It's not even on Morris. It's just like mm-hmm. if they're going three and out, or, or, you know what I mean? Like that's not all on Morris. He just wasn't getting the opportunity to actually have a drive or a red zone appearance. So they were getting whooped 
by the Chargers, by the Eagles. I mean, everyone they've been playing since the, the Zeke suspension, they've just been getting whooped. So they played a worse team, and they, they beat up on them. They got some fortunate turnovers, thanks to Crowder, on two of them. But, you know, I, I, I think, obviously, if the offense is clicking, the fantasy guys will be. But it's just like sustaining drives. Just right. the, the opportunity to actually put up fantasy points is huge. And I think he has that chance against the Giants this week. So I think it's a good start. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to take Nick there. All right, so tight ends, we have Steven Anderson versus Jimmy Graham. I think yeah. this is pretty easy for me. I'm going to go with Jimmy Graham here. Yeah, same. Now there's more to discuss than... He's playing at Jacksonville, which scares me a little bit. But I think that attention will be... The secondary... I don't know how they are against a tight end, but I think their secondary attention will be way more toward Baldwin and Richardson and Lockett than it is to Graham. They're 18th versus the tight end. So there you go. Yeah, I'm going to take Jimmy Graham there. All right, so in the yeah. flexes, we have... Josh Gordon and Mike Evans for Nick, Sterling Shepard and uh, Robbie Anderson for Dooch. Definitely Nick. I think definitely Nick. I don't know if you can bench Evans at this point, but I think if you give me four players, maybe I'm just biased of Gordon, Evans, Shepard, and I don't and a and a, and a injured will probably play Anderson. I'm I'm taking to Gordon. I'm sorry. He had 13 targets. He's playing a worse secondary. He was up against arguably the best, one of the best corners in the league mm. as far as statistics of yardage gained and not gained and all that other crap. I think Gordon has goes off this game. You said 15. I mean, do you think Shepard or Anderson or Evans are putting on 15? I don't. I think Anderson could. If not, if he's fully if he's not fully healthy, I don't, and it's a hammy, and he relies on speed and amongst other things, but. Uh, uh, I if I had a bet right now, I'll call my shot. Gordon outscores those other three wide receivers. Okay, so I'm gonna kind of agree with you, but kind of disagree with you. I'm gonna take Mike Evans in this, so I'm still taking. Okay. I'm still taking the Nick side. I think Evans. I think Evans has been due for 13 weeks, and I think this is the week. You think this is the week? That- J- Jameis is healthy. Um, I think he's got a favorable matchup against Detroit. Another 16th. Um, yeah, I mean, two weeks ago he put up seventeen and ten. That's not bad. I mean, that's not what you want from Evans, but it's not a liability. Yeah. So, and then I don't, I don't think kicker defense. I mean, you can look at Green Bay, Jacksonville. It's so fluky. Green Bay. I mean, you can you know stream guys, and you can get good IDPs, but for the most part, it's it's fluky. Um, it is fluky. I'll stand so by. I'll stand I, by. I, I don't know where to go there. All right, so think, so overall, who do you who do you give the edge to? I think overall, due to the question mark with Anderson, even though Gronk is hurt, you never know that tight end could just put up a zero spot. I kind of like Nick's matchups more this this week, so I'm gonna go with Nick. I'm gonna equally go with Nick. We've been sticking with Nick this whole time, power rankings wise. We think he's the best uh-huh. team wise. So I'm gonna stick with Nick here, but although Duch has been on fire, I was just about to say that Duch has been on fire. So, but I don't think so. He's been on fire primarily. Robbie Anderson, yes, Dylan, yes, but the Big Ben AB combo cannot be ignored. And I think the 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 matchup against Baltimore will make them more pedestrian. They'll be, I think, they'll have good games, but they're not going to have these prolific games. Mm-hmm. And that might just be the demise to Mike. But again. If uh, this is a coin flip for me, I don't care what the projections say. 
Mike wins, I'm not going to be all shocked. I'll be it'll be funny because Nick is used to having losing in this only matchup. He either has a bind and loses, or is in and then loses. I think his I think he has one playoff win. Hmm. Even though having like one of the best averages, I actually have it right in front of me. So we have Agent Lee. His playoff record is one and three, but he's finished third, third, and fourth. Okay. So I guess he's had buy. He's had a first round buy every year of the league. I mean, I remember saying from the beginning, this is Nick's year, so. Isn't that crazy, though? He's had a buy every year of the league? That is crazy. If you buy, you, if you, buy you can't finish less than fourth. <laughs> that is crazy. He only, had, he only has one playoff win. What a snake. <laughs> Handsome snake. <laughs> he's the same average as me, and I have fucking four playoff wins. I'm, I'm out here grinding, and Nick's just coasting on his regular season bullshit. You hate to see it. I mean, I like to see it because I have a title, and he doesn't. <laughs> Um, Alright, let's dive into the next one. Uh, so we've got F, a podcast, Andrew Itzler versus Zayler Swift, Josh Maddock. Quarterbacks, Carson Wentz versus Tom Brady. This is a, this is a close one, but I'm going to stick with Carson Wentz here. So am I. Even though I, Tom I, Brady's projected more, though. Yeah, I, I know the Rams' D is decent. Um, I just think the loss of Gronk will kind of hurt him. Okay. Actually, well, okay, I'm looking at the matchup. The Rams are actually the 30th. So they're the second to worst, worst like, best pass. They're the second best passing defense. Yeah. And then Miami's, I feel like any, I don't I don't care what, like, their statistics are. I feel like if you give him an NFC East, uh, AFC East opponent, he just wants to do better. He always shits on Miami, I feel like. Yeah, so maybe I'll take Brady in that. But slightly. Slightly. Okay. And then, I mean... We already know what Ginn's status is, but you got Tyreek Hill and Crabtree versus Demarius and Ginn. Especially with Cooper maybe not playing again, you got to give it to Hitzler here, right? Mm, yeah. Demarius Thomas, Thomas is not the Demarius Thomas that he has been in two years. 4.3 and 4.7 his last two weeks for Demarius. And Ginn, like you said, is playing right now, has zero points halfway through the first quarter. He's a boomer bust guy. I mean, I guess you could say Tyreek Hill is too, but Tyreek Hill booms more so than he busts I feel like and there's just that he is the option where Ginn is not right he's like is Thomas open is Kamara open okay Ginn might be open where Hill's their best receiver mm-hmm. so there's just gonna be more plays designed for him and he's just he's so fast so at this point yeah Hill's a much better asset than Ginn so I gotta give that to to Etzler yeah same and then we got uh Tavius Murray Jamal Williams versus Samaji P. Ryan and Frank Gore. It's pretty close to me. This is pretty close. Because, um, you know, Murray Murray does what has been doing well, but he's, he's still got McKinnon there. And Williams has uh, Jones there. Right? Jones is back. Mm-hmm. Did he get the game-winning touchdown last week? I don't know. And, uh, I mean, for, Gore's obviously always got Mac behind him, but he, he's projected only eight points. I don't know if Buffalo's rush defense is, like, elite. But I think Cleveland's... With Williams going against Cleveland, I think Cleveland's rush defense is actually really good. Buffalo is the worst rush defense. And he's probably projected eight. Mm-hmm. And P. Ryan against the Chargers. The sixth worst. I, I guess slight edge to Josh. I agree well, here. Only I don't think this is going to tilt the matchup at all. I think it's like you said that, you know, Murray has McKinnon there and Williams has Jones. Yeah. P. Ryan has yeah. no one and Gore just has Mack, who isn't that great. So. Yeah. They just don't like. So I'll give it to Josh. Yes. Julius Thomas versus George Kittle. 
I think this is I'm giving this to Isler as well. George Kittle has hasn't really done anything. Am I wrong? Um, no. Three up... three one zero four three two six seventeen. Yeah. No, I, I have to agree with you here. I mean, Thomas hasn't done great, but at least his floor seems to be five to seven points. Right. Which is, you know, if that's your worst person, then you would probably take that. Um. I like the uh, the flexes is close. Kenyon Drake and Marvin Jones versus Cooper Cup and Duke Johnson. Yeah, I think I think the best player here is Kenyon Drake. Agreed. It's on, on guaranteed workload. Yeah, because of volume. Um, the staff daddy injury scares me a little bit with Marvin Jones. Um, but I'm still gonna give the edge to Itzler just because of Kenyon Drake. It looks like Robert Woods isn't going to play, so Cooper Cup's value goes up. It's fair. It's fair. But Sammy has been doing well as of late. He has. Uh, Duke Johnson. What's he been doing? I don't even know. Yeah, three, three, nine, fourteen, twelve, six, ten. So he's probably going to get you at least, you would think, six. Eight? Yeah, six to eight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I, I like its side here. Yeah, I think for the overall matchup, because Josh. Whether or not his projected 127, like, you got to prove it. Last two weeks has been a down, down two weeks for him. And I, I think Itzler's prime, I mean, his one IDP is projected 11, which is preposterous. I don't, I don't care what he's actually been putting up. <laughs> you put up, okay. Eight, Christian Jones. Eight and a half, nine and a half, five and 14. But the other weeks before that was 0. 0.54, 0. 0.5, 4, 8, 8, 10. 11 is just a ridiculous projection. Why is he projected 11? I don't know. But all that aside, projections aside, I just think Itzler's been playing way better as of late. And I, I do think he pulls up, unfortunately, his, so we can look big picture. So I'll pick Itzler, then I'll, I'll let you go before I continue. Um, I'm going to equally pick Itzler. I'm curious as to who you want to play. i rather play Josh, because I think he's the worst team. I also... We have like a pseudo rivalry. Maybe it is a robbery. And my least favorite, we've discussed this in another chat of your, your least favorite owner to player combos. I fucking hate when Tyreek Hill does good. <laughs> I, I've been shitting on him all offseason. And then for Itzler to also be good after shitting on Itzler all offseason. And it's just been like a, a major annoyance. And he beat me on that fucking. Oh, yeah. That absurd. Against the Cowboys. Cowboys. <laughs> So that, especially against the Cowboys too. Like uh, it, uh, everything was just so bad, and then the first week he beat me is because freaking Derek Carr threw three touchdowns. of crap! It, it just both matchups were just aggravating. <laughs> but I hate the Hill and Itzler combo, and honestly, I do not. And they play Saturday when we're in Atlantic City. I do not want to have to as as great as it would be to taunt him if Hill does bad. I I'm okay losing to Josh if he if he were to advance and beat me. I'd be annoyed, but, you know, good for you, Josh. If I lose to Insta for the third time in the year, I'll be fucking furious. <laughs> so don't, I can't blame rather you. Avoid, rather avoid that stress and just have Josh win. Even though uh, Josh is the worst team, so I want that for that. But putting that aside, I just don't want to face Insler to not have to deal with the possibility of losing to Insler. As great as it would be to beat him. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just I don't want to deal with that shit in Atlantic City at all. Oh, my God. That's going to be so interesting. Um, but I think I got the good end of the straw. Just looking at big picture, so... Oh, yeah. One, I'd rather play either of those two. Rogers, and he'll play the winner of Dooch and Nick. 
who I'd argue both those teams are better than Itzler and Josh. I agree with you. So, so Rogers got the kind of the raw end of this because he's going to be playing a much better team than I'll be playing. So I'll be playing the winner of Josh and Itzler, who I think are the worst two playoff teams. I agree with you there, hundred percent. So I, I got the good end of the straw here. Um, I have a buy, and I'll play the winner of these two things. I hope, I hope Josh squeaks a win, and then lays another one twenty against me, and I and I coast to the finals. All right. So before we finish this, give me your bracket picks. I think I play Rogers in the finals. As I, so who do you have? So go from the the the, the beginning. So who do you have? So Nick Nick beats Dooch. Um, I think Nick has noted he has horrific matchups in his wide receivers week uh, 15. So I'll take Rodgers over Nick. Um, Itzler beats Josh. I'll beat Itzler. And then, I mean, obviously I think I'm going to beat Rodgers, but Rodgers probably beats me in the finals. But I'm going to, th- I think I have, I think, you know, I want to win. I think I can win. Okay. I'm going to go, just to be different, I'm going to go. Dooch beats Nick. Rogers beats Dooch. Itzler beats Josh. You beat Itzler. Rogers beats you. So we have the same finals in the winner. Yeah. Okay. I thought, I, I, for a second, when you said different, I thought it's you were gonna have Itzler beating me. Nah, I was gonna go more bold, but I couldn't. All right. I mean, if that happens, if that's the finals, we'll have our guaranteed first two-time winner. True. Uh, in, a, in a class of their own. Cemented in greatness. Cemented in greatness and forever a dynasty. Two, 2004 years, that's a dynasty. My opinion. In the elite dynasty league. Yeah. I'll give you that. Okay. But um, I think that'll wrap it up for this episode, right? Yeah, we're at 58 minutes, so. Alright. Man, an hour goes by fast when we're podcasting. It does. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to put on the, the actual game and Root for Josh. Go yep. and go. I'm going to root for Michael Thomas and Matt Bryant. So let's do it. All right. All right. Well, if we don't st- if we don't put out another one, we'll. I don't know if we're going to do a live one in AC. Probably not because we'll be drunk the whole time. Yeah. But um, hopefully there shortly thereafter, recapping all the trades and stuff that go down. Recap all. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't think about that. All the trades that go down yeah. and. The we'll probably do one after the this round of playoffs, right? We yeah, I would, on Tuesday. I would guess. We'll go to AFC. Yeah, we should. All right, so let's try to get Eric involved. Hopefully, we can three way Skype. If not, we'll figure it out. But uh, yeah, let's do this. All right. Well, from all of us at Elite Dynasty Podcast, take care. <laughs>